Hello and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast. Chris. Cheers. Quite a weekend, isn't it? <laughs> no Lakers. Can you tell it's been a busy weekend? We've had we we're literally both on the green tea because it's been a, a It's lot. worth noting though, we we almost felt sorry for Lakers with these discounts. <laughs> it felt like we were defrauding them. Um the discount still applies. Twenty 20% off, mixed, link in the description. Mix 25, isn't it? That run out. That, oh, was, that was for the, sorry. That was for the that weekend. One. In the description, 20% off Lakens. It would almost be rude not to. Yeah, massive weekend for the football club. Yeah? Massive weekend. What happened? A very emotional one. Well, we beat Brent. We finally won a game of football, Jack. How is that not the main story? I mean, it's... Me- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First win in like 20 Premier League games. I, uh, yeah. Over 20 Premier League games. And that's not the biggest story. It's Bonkers. Almost, it's almost forgotten about. Bonkers. Yeah, it has been. But but maybe that's a good thing? Well, no, it's not. Because, you know, I always say when I log on to work on a Monday morning, they're always like, Jackie, <laughs> no mention of the win yeah, this morning. Yeah, it's all, it's all Daniel Fark, of course. So, um, we'll get on to having beaten Brentford uh, later on in the podcast. But things have to start with... Uh, the news that Daniel Farker is no longer Norwich City's head coach. Um, he was told a couple of hours after, or straight after, um, the, the Brentford game. Mm. Um, where do we start with it? Because... I don't know. It's, 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 it's emotional, isn't it? And it's, it's... My overwhelming feeling is sadness right, oh, really? now. right. Yeah, I do feel... I feel, although I... Although you wanted all, him out. Well, my well. If you go back to the previous podcast, you'll hear the way I I said it. I said if we don't beat Brentford, so I'm surprised that the club have pulled the trigger anyway. And um, yeah, I felt it was the right time for for Daniel to move on. But I'm sad because of all that he achieved, and I'm sad because yeah. it's the end of an era. And it actually, and Chris Gorham summarised this really well on our BBC Radio Norfolk appearance um, this morning at time of filming Monday, and. Um, and Chris said, it's very rare for a, for a manager to go out with as much love and respect yeah. as Daniel Farke, and rightly so, by the way. Um, and it almost feels like you've lost a favourite player. Yeah, And I, I kind of feel like that. So I am sad, Jack. But how are you feeling about it? Well, I think the... I guess the surprise isn't really around the sacking. It's more around the timing, isn't it? And I think there was a... There was yeah. a lot of emotion going on on Saturday, particularly for those that were at Brentford, because we saw the the partisan kind of scenes afterwards. And it must have been really strange for those who travelled to London to witness Norwich City win and then be travelling back or in the mm. pub or whatever they were doing afterwards and then see Farkas sacked. I mean, it, it came as a, a shock for me. We'd, um, you know, I'd done the video buzzing about the win and then... Heard a few murmurings from from some of our contacts on on WhatsApp to say I think Fark is about to be sacked, and I was like, surely not. No, I didn't believe it. Yeah, um, I didn't. Surely it. not. And then you see kind of tweets from sources that you're like, do I believe them? Yeah. And then once the news finally broke at about half past seven, it was a sense of I I'm I'm glad that he went out on a win. Yeah. That feels nice. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and it felt nice that the 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 final memory for him will have been giving the Farka wave in front of the away yeah. fans. That there was a, there was a nice irony about that, um, and I and I'm I'm excited about the about the future for, for Norwich City. As Farka said in his um, in his statement, which I thought was lovely, that you can find over on on the Athletic and Michael Bailey socials. He said five and, he, and, he, and Daniel said himself four and a half years is a very long while yeah. in football management, and it is. And like you say, Chris, I, I was I was speaking to a friend about when was the last time a manager left and he was still like really well regarded. You're probably looking at maybe like Wenger, although it went a little bit sour there. No, Sir yeah. Alex maybe at, at United. Yeah, it might have to be. And it and I think there should be more of that. I think there should be more managers going out while it's still good. And and granted, it had gone downhill slightly, and that was my worry that that Fark's um, yeah. reputation was being damaged. I think he got out at the right time. I think Weber pulled yeah. the plug at the right time. And now it gives us time to reevaluate, adapt. Because mm. um, I, although the timing is, is, I guess, one side of the argument is it seems quite harsh. 
I also do see the other side of it as, well, it's actually, it's done over the course of an international week, which which is good Yeah. Um, in terms of getting the man in, getting his team in, getting them up to speed on, on what we need to achieve as soon as possible, fast, um, ahead of the Southampton game. Um, but I, I think, uh, I, I don't know, mate, I'm, I'm just... I am sad, but I'm so. I, I do agree with your point. It, it, it's the right time, and I now believe. I'll be honest and hold my hands up, and people will disagree with this. I lost the belief in the fact that this football club could survive under Daniel Farker going into the Brentford game. I lost my belief after Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Leeds was cr- Leeds was a crushing well, blow and, for and me. clearly the club and thought the same. Yeah, but now because of the timing, because it's been done before these key fixtures, mm. I actually do think that we could possibly do the the greatest great escape from the Premier League. And people will call me deluded and all of this, but I genuinely think that a new manager with fresh ideas, energy, leadership could get a lot out of these players. These players have been written off by a lot of people, and I think those people are wrong. And I and I have always stood by these players being able to survive. I know that some individual players have underperformed, but I think that's a consequence of Choppy and changing the lineup, getting spanked week after week by the biggest clubs, and not having time to get up to speed because of those changes. I think we've got the right mix in our squad, Jack, mm. of experience of raw up-and-coming talent in Christos Zolis, etc. Someone that's very well regarded in European football in Milo Rashica, who, by the way, had a blinder against Brentford, which we'll get onto in a minute. We've still got Timu Puki that can finish if he gets chances. Mm. Yeah, we saw that breakthrough. Matthias Norman, I, I, I believe in these players. Okay. And so, yes, I'm upset that this era is over under Farker. But all good things come to an end and any any organisation, regardless of it being in football or not, after four years, you should be looking to change your position, not just selfishly for yourself to get promoted, but also the organisation should be looking to move you so, so you develop new skills yeah. and you don't become complacent. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's, that's what's happened with Daniel Farker. It's amazing, isn't it? You look back, time kind of flies and, and so much football has occurred since Daniel's been at the club that you forget the position that Norwich were in when he took over. I was looking back and like that 20, what was it, 17 side, we were in a really sticky patch. And well, we'd, fin- you know, fin- we'd finished... Millwall away. Remember yeah. that? 4-0 loss under Daniel Farker. Um, Marcel Franker at the yeah, back. Yeah, James Husband. Russ got booed off the pitch. Yeah. Ooh, oh, it was bleak, oh, wasn't it? James Husband. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that was bleak. But as I've said... But even even the previous season to that under Alex Neal and Alan Irvine, when Weber came in and then we had Alan Irvine... Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think, aside from the players, we lacked identity. Yeah. We lacked um, purpose. Yeah. Colney was a mess. It was a hidden yeah. pitch with some caravans. Yeah. And now where you look at the club is it feels like we are something. We are yes. we have an identity. Yes. And I think that's, you know, largely down to Daniel Fark's work. Absolutely. And of course, Stuart Webber will get a lot of praise for bringing in the players that he's brought in. But, for example, James Madison under Daniel Farker. Yeah. You well, know, Emmy Buendia was his main man. The, and the, the development of James Madison under Fark essentially saved the football club. Well, that's what I've, and that's what I have tweeted and said. I'm so, I'm not just grateful for all of the, for, for the two trophies and for the Fark ball that we've watched. I'm thankful for the assets he's helped to develop. Yeah, absolutely. And the youngsters that he's given a chance to. So, again, to reiterate, so grateful for everything that Daniel Fark has done for our football club, on and off the pitch, effectively. But it felt like the right time, yeah. and and again, it will annoy me, annoy people by me saying this. But I've had conversations with people that are in what I would call the Norwich City Circle, existing Norwich City Circle, and they have said to me, 
it's the right time a thousand percent the right time he'd lost his way with identity and these are people inside the club not me so I think we're all in agreement a lot will be aggrieved that he's gone but I think people will come round to the idea that actually we needed a fresh pair of eyes on this four and a half years what was the favourite Daniel Fark memory there are so many if you think back to it Jack it was never boring was it no 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 I mean that 18-19 season was, oh, it was wild wasn't Barmy. it I mean I just remember that Nottingham Forest game uh, yeah 3-0 yeah. down come back to 3-3 yeah Anel Hernandez, me taking my, sh- my shirt off just through just sheer... I just couldn't believe what I was witnessing. Millwall, remember that one? Millwall. Oh, so many. And there were so many incredible performances. Leeds, that's your... Villa away. Villa away. Villa away. Do you remember but my, my, No. <laughs> Stop. My favourite Daniel Farker game, which is actually which actually will surprise a lot of people, but is my favourite game of all time. Wow. So so I've always said Ipswich 5-1 away was glorious, yeah. and that felt so goddamn good. Wembley, winning at Wembley, of course, epic. I've seen my team win at Wembley. But for me, that Manchester City home game in the Premier League, that dismal Premier League season, yeah. but still we had that duel. Yeah. And I will always remember Daniel Farker because of that, because it was that David versus Goliath situation all of those injuries and the way that the team performed that day I've never ever seen anything like that in my life and that is probably my favourite Daniel yeah. Farker memory well how nice that we get to we get to, and, and there were low points in that time but we get to look back and there were so many brilliant moments yeah. to choose from so many cult heroes created yeah. from the most unlikely of characters in Mary Ramchich and Marcus Stieperman and players like that who yeah. had been brought in by this clever recruitment and didn't have great starts but just come together and we had they were what carried us through the bleak times of the COVID lockdowns and you just look back and you, and you do forget certain parts yeah. and you're like wow that, the wink the wink Farker's wink I do, you know, it's, just, it's a shame that the you know Chris Domangala and and Christopher John will all go as well because yeah we liked Chris Domangala I would well we like we liked him but we, we were really like scared yeah, yeah we had to like him because he was really scary and we always joked he had the cathedral on his arm <laughs> didn't we I, see I always remember Daniel Farker's first interview and the doves are quiet the sun is shining and I'm feeling willy willy great that and there was all these little phrases that obviously at the end it became. A little bit annoying because the results weren't going well yeah. but at the start that was all part of the character that we fell in love with and we with. needed that I, and honestly i wished i wish daniel well and he won't have any issues finding another job no he will have no issues and by the way he'll be financially secure as well <laughs> yes with the payoff uh yeah what was it reported seven figures wasn't it yeah we won't that four-year contract does look slightly strange now doesn't it and i think and and i've seen a lot of comments and and maybe we'll talk about I, tr- I don't want to talk about the, the the shit we've received too much in this podcast but some of the shit that we received um recently has been the fact that in our last podcast jack in the in the comment section people were saying um that stuart webber's got away scot-free that we haven't criticized him that um he's actually to blame and not daniel farker some people actually think that um where do you stand on that? Because a lot of people are saying, why on earth did Stuart give him a four-year contract? Well, I think... I don't think Daniel had been dealt the best hand in terms of recruitment. I think maybe not so much this season because it has seemed strange that he hasn't played the players that, you know, arguably we paid a lot of money for. Yeah. But certainly in that first Premier League campaign, he was dealt a fairly tough hand to deal with. Um, the four-year contract does look slightly strange, although at the time, I think everyone was happy because we'd, we'd secured a, a manager who'd been touted about. And, and realistically, I mean, you know, whether it's between one and two million pounds to pay off Daniel, it's not really that much cash in the, in the grand mm. scheme of things for Norwich City. Um, oh, I think it's, it is, mate. That's a big dent. Well, it's, it's the same amount of money that we sacrificed to get rid of BK8. So if they're willing to, to sack off that, then... I mean, it, yeah. it, it, look, it's, it is a lot of money, but I, I don't think the contract um, was a massive mistake. And I think we've made the right call in, in calling it early because often Norwich have been 
um, mm. have been too naive when it's come to sacking managers and, and, and cozied up a bit too much. Yeah. I don't think we've done that this time. Yeah. In terms of the Brentford game, we what, won. What a win. Good win, eh? Oh, bloody hell. I was in a state of shock. Yeah. Absolute state of shock. I could not believe it. I mean, it's and I mean, two nothing, was it half an hour? Yeah, exactly. The fact that we'd scored two goals, yeah. Jack. I th- it of was, course, it, there was some very suspicious defending for their goal. Well, it was funny listening to Chris Gorham because he, he sounded in a state of shock as well. He'd been so used to just calling um, opposition goals. When yeah. we finally scored, it was a, he, he sounded baffled. Yeah, just... and But that... and It's because we got back to what we do. That yeah. was what we were. And that well, it was, just makes you think, Chris. What the hell what, were we doing? Against Leeds, I know. I what know. Were we doing? I don't know because it's obvious we're capable of, of putting yeah. together a performance. But then, and then, but I don't even just think about Leeds, Jack. I think about Everton with their injury depleted side. I think about Burnley away, extremely low on confidence, and we could have and should have beaten them. Leicester at home, all of these games that we should have won by just actually just sticking to what we knew Daniel could. But do. it's fine margins, isn't it? Because. Leicester could have quite easily got a point against Brentford. Krull makes two absolute wonder saves. I a VAR decision goes our way. But the, a penalty call that possibly but the lineups. Would... But, but but the lineups, the 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 starting 11s, mate, stunk on multiple occasions, and that I think that's lost Daniel Farker. Well, I job. think he, I think Farker having his hand forced with the two centre back injuries almost helped him. Because it meant he couldn't go with, with three yeah. centre-backs. But but going back to that Brentford game, I'm really pleased, actually. There's a there's actually one reason I'm pleased, which might surprise people. So really interested to hear in the comment section what you think about this. And I am biased. Are you going to offend the club? No, I'm not. Blimey. I'm so pleased for Ben Gibson, the rock. Yeah, interesting. I'm so pleased for Ben. Given the captaincy. Yes. For a reason, by the way. Big, big leader behind the scenes. I'm buzzing for Ben because he's got some really unfair stick. It's because I was slagging off Big Ben the other week. He must have taken it personally. <laughs> By the way, just to clarify, Ben, if you are watching, which you are, um, Jack meant Big Ben is in Big Ben, Did I? not you. Um, Maybe I gave him the, the, the ammunition <laughs> he needed. I'm buzzing for Ben Gibson because he's been given some real shit and it was a real captain's performance from him. And I'm also really pleased for Milo Rashica. He was excellent. Who's been written off by many. And when you even just, even if you just watch the highlights, you can see what Milo does. Twists, turns, acceleration, puts people on the deck. I, I was buzzing to see that. And I'm excited to see what a new manager can get out of a really confident Milo Rashica as well, for sure. Um, and I think that's what impressed me the most out of that, out of that performance, Jack. I know that the, that the defending for Brentford's goal was poor but ultimately we got the job done as soon as we went two up I couldn't see Brentford with their injury depleted side with Ivan Tony not scoring a lot of goals coming back from that and I'm pleased that we put them in their place as well may I say because I've received a lot of a lot of banter if you want to call it that from Brentford fans thinking that they're all this big time club so I'm pleased that we put them back in their place a little bit Daniel Daniel Farker's record against Brentford over his four years was phenomenal really good I think um what was I what was I going to say about Brentford I I thought the performance was actually similar to when we played Leicester at home I didn't think that the performance was amazing it was good I think the Mm -hmm. first half an hour was great I'm almost not worried about that we just needed a win yeah of course however you find it just we needed it yeah I thought uh, under big pressure Pukki's penalty was excellent and essentially very good game and the man that scored the first goal um, is quickly... And, and, I, and I don't want to get too attached because I know it could end in heartbreak, but I am quickly falling in love with Matthias Norman. I'm in love. I'm oh, wow. attached. And I'm, I, I say this Have you not learned time. anything? No. Don't fall in love with lone players. I know, but I can't help falling in love with him. The man... And do you know what I love about... And, and you know, I bet you, you know what I'm about to say. What do I love the most about Matthias Norman? The passion. Mate... <laughs> He is, you know me, I love passion. <laughs> just any sort of passion and I'm just all over them. Like, yeah. that's it. 
They can play badly, but if they show passion and fight, yeah. I'm buying you a ticket. You love the fist pumps. Uh, mate, and by the way, if you look on the North City um, on the North City Twitter feed and, and look at the the fan video, and yes. at the end, Matthias Norman giving it the big into the Norwich fan. God, that gets me going. Yeah. God, that gets me going. Mate, it really gets me going. If, if, Matthias if, Norman, okay, I didn't think, and I'm, there's controversial opinion, but I, I'm like going to call it, I think Stuart Webber has managed to replace Oliver Skip. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. And by the way, look how Oliver Skip's performing now for Tottenham. Well, I think Tottenham in general. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Tottenham are shite. But my point is, Matthias Norman, different gravy. Aggressive, passionate, literally bursting with passion. Stylish, tattoos up the arms. Slight, scary. Yeah. If you're an opposition player and you're looking at Matthias Norman in the tunnel, you are shitting yourself. Mm. Absolutely shitting mm. yourself. And that's what I want to see. And that is what I want to see. And I love how much the players... It's very evident that the players are almost in awe of Matthias yeah. Norman as well, aren't they? I've never seen a, a, a man have so much... Scare me so much whilst exuding raw sex appeal like like Matthias Norman <laughs> and there you go welcome to the TNC podcast I mean um, the, the ladies and people who like men in general must love him I can't believe you just said that <laughs> do you know what I noticed right when he scored mixture. his goal when he scored his goal look, yeah. at, look at his celebration right the players I can't remember the players the, are, the players are scared to touch him oh yeah like, give me some space. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah. I'm doing what I want on this set. Yeah. And I'm all about that. On a serious note, Matthias Norman, he's not afraid to have a shot. Pinpoint accuracy. Great tact. What's funny about that? <laughs> I just love passion. <laughs> you know me, mate. Honestly. I, but, but that's what I want to see. I've been wanting that all bloody season. Yeah. And Matthias Norman gives me that. I didn't realise until I watched back the match of the day analysis. By the way, watched match of the day for the first time this season. I've almost forgotten what Gary Lineker looked like. Matthias Norman doesn't Roman? run. He glides. Yeah. It's almost like his legs don't yeah. move. He just kind of, he's like a swan. Yeah. Uh-huh. But an aggressive swan. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, swans are like, Matthias yeah, Norman yeah, is yeah. a swan. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you respect swans and you don't go near swans but they're classy individuals aren't they mate I don't know what was in your team <laughs> but I want some of it and I also want some of what Brandon Williams had for breakfast oh my against God. Brentford what do you, we know what he had what do you have Brand flakes <laughs> Brandon flakes oh God that's such a dad joke isn't it? I love it on a serious note just just, just one more minute on he's the got moment. passion He's got passion. Yeah, that's and that's why that's why Brandon Williams. He's me, like a little. He's like a little Jack Russell. I still think I still feel sorry for Giannoulis, but Brandon Williams always, always have a soft spot for him because that passion. every five a side team has a Brandon Williams. You go up against you. Oh, just piss off. Yeah. Just stop going yeah, to my yeah, ankles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I get it. That. You love football. Yeah, just good. back off. Good. I'm here for runabout. Good. Good. I hate them players. But you want them on your team. I just, I'm so I, I've gone from feeling really sad, <laughs> genuinely sad. It, it doesn't take much. I'm all of a sudden, all of a sudden now, I'm going through these players and thinking, <clears throat> I'm fired up talking yeah. about them because you, you know that you know what they can do yeah. on their day. Quarter to five on Saturday. I've got my phone out. Right. I've punched my boss's numbers into my phone, and I've gone, "Hello, mate." <laughs> Yeah, you well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to let you know, I need three weeks off in May. Uh, Europa League qualification. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm, 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 he- I'm heading to Kazakhstan. Thanks very much. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Book the bus. I mean, book the boat. <laughs> book no, everything. We're not. We're not. <laughs> we are not going there again. We're not going. It was again. good. We won a game. Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Um, I'm absolutely chuffed to pieces. Twitter questions. Oh, God, I'd love to. Let's go. 67 questions. Ooh. I think about 66 of them are, who do you want as next manager? Yeah, we will on. get on to it. <clears throat> we will. We're going to go through every candidate. Well, not everyone, because <laughs> we've literally been... Well, I don't think there's been a single manager that's not been mentioned. No. And as I tweeted today, Zinedine Zidane was seen <laughs> in, in Morrison's car park. Charlie, 
Charlie? Charlie Ch Sounds. Charlie Sounds. Yep, solid. That problem. wink versus Ipship equals statue material. Yeah. Would would be up for it. A yeah. little a little a little brass something <laughs> of, of, of Daniel Farker winking. Right. God, that could have gone really <laughs> wrong really quickly. Charlie Miller. Yep. Cannot, the Charlies are out tonight, aren't they? Cannot wait to see Poeta score a 90th minute winner against Southampton. Stuff of dreams. Mate, could you imagine if this next gaffer turns PP into an absolute machine? I wouldn't put it past him, whoever it is. If, if the new gaffer turns PP into a machine, that's going to be good news. Mm. Because so far, it's not looking good. Mm. So yes, please, to mm. that. Chris. Chris, Chris Burt. Chris Burr. Oh, God, he's a high fly. He's a general gen genotyping lead at uh, Ragty Seeds. I wondered what you were going to say there. Oh, uh, LinkedIn profile picture worthy. Yeah. There, 100%. Look, he, looks like the kind of guy that eats out at a steak restaurant every week, <laughs> without a doubt. And fair play. Chris and orders Burr. all the sides. What's he saying? Go on. No, do you know what he's on? The old surf and turf. He oh. stinks of a surf and turf. Fillet steak with lobster. Yeah, oh, classic. My favourite memory of Daniel Farker has to be away at Forest in 2018. Came from a Ooh. goal down and played some proper Fark ball. Tim Close, yes. two goals. That was the day I realised that something good was brewing. Or maybe it was just the pre-match beers. <laughs> I remember Lakers, that. Of that my, I was at that game. Yeah. My memory, Chris, Chris Burr and Chris Reeve. Yeah. The sun was so low, I had the worst headache because I was like this the whole game. Isn't it amazing how you always remember the weather Yeah. on, on a match day? Yeah. Like, I'll never forget when I went to Stamford Bridge in... Oh, God, I can't even remember when it was now. Zola scored. Oh, no, no, no. no not that far God, back. God, I am old. Did but, he go and with I me? Was, and I was there. Um, no, I, it was so... Bloody freezing. <laughs> I almost died of oh, wow. the thermia. It was so cold. Oh, but fine. it's amazing, isn't it, how you remember the weather and game. That was a good day. And, and, and there were so many of them away days where you walked away, whether it was in Bolton or Leeds or Forest, and you felt like you owned the country. You walked yeah. out with your with your, your premium apart, lager chest pump. Apart from at Sheffield United, because you were scared that you were going to get the shit kicked out of you. Not just you. We did also lose. General. Yeah. Next. Wilder. Oh, he's gone to Borough. That yeah, stinks of carnage, yeah, by know. the way. Yeah. Um, Wilder and Onel Hernandez. Oh, I don't even want to think. Don't even want to think. Good luck, Onel. Love you, mate. Uh, so many people tweeting in their favourite memory, which is great. Yeah, good. Jameson. Yeah. My favourite memory was when he benched Oliveira after that celebration, saying it's the crest on the front and not the name on the back. That got me big time. I know he had personal issues over the years with various players, but he really did care about the club. Yeah, I like that from James, and that got me um, big time. Uh, oh, Iconic I'm... celebration, to be fair. Whatever you made, yeah, class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I am pleased that he. I'm pleased that he put Oliveira in his in his place. He had to do it, but it was a crying shame because Nelson Oliveira was a big talent. Not our opinion, Russell Martin's opinion, as said on the Talk Norris City podcast. So, yeah, I agree. Um, a, a moment that was needed. But actually, maybe that's why it was so good. Like, a it moment. Was, it was such a waste of a talent, but at the same time, it was so important for Daniel Farker to do that because he was this unproven, and let's face it, maybe underqualified manager at that time. Yeah. Um, so he had to do that. Yeah. A moment. Angus Gibson. I like this from Angus. He's just chucking a little grenade in there and seeing what happens. Cousin, cousin or brother of Ben? He actually plays for <clears> St. <throat> Johnston. He's a footballer at St. Johnston. Hello. Yeah. Someone's doing well. Go on, Angus. Which players benefit from Daniel Farker being sacked? And which players may now struggle for minutes? Who, who are the winners and the losers? Do you know what? That's a really good question. Okay. Two, two, two of each. Okay, so winners straight away, easy. Billy Gilmore, Todd Cantwell. Okay. Todd Cantwell starts playing football again now yep. and we start playing well yeah which I'm very so you excited think, about and you think Gilmore comes back in mate why would, why on earth wouldn't you play Billy Gilmore I, it's, it baffled me well I think the argument would be that when he has played he hasn't really shot that bright Billy Gilmore starts playing football he's got to I mean mate you can't waste that sort of talent when you've got him on loan at Norris City you okay. can't the, uh, the, the, uh, some people will say well it was Daniel and Thomas Tuchel's relationship that brought him here Could, may he go back yeah, in January well unless we have Frank Lampard which we'll go on to in a minute um, uh, losers Let's, hang on no, we shouldn't call them losers let's not be offensive <laughs> what should we call that people that might huge unfortunately losers unfortunately miss out 
because of Daniel Farker. Lucas Roop, number one. Well, he hasn't been playing anyway. Well, there you go. I, I think there'll be... Well, it, it all depends on the formation, I think. I don't think anyone in that side will necessarily be dropped straight away. I think if the formation changes, Sargent might struggle to get minutes. Um, he could also mm. benefit, uh, maybe Sargent. Um, no, I, I, I think the new gaffer will definitely play the talent that's been brought in. Right. I can okay. see that happening. Okay so, okay, so if you think Gilmore's coming back in, I think Kenny McLean might struggle for minutes. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And let us know in the comments who you, th- who it, you it think. It all depends on who, the formation, Who will benefit it? and who will not benefit from Daniel Farker's departure and the new manager coming in? Let us know. Because quite frankly, we haven't got a blooming clue from that. Yeah, absolutely. Next, um, go on. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So many people tweeting in their favourite memory. Should I go through 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 a few? Yeah, go on. Okay. Or should we talk about who we want as the next manager? Okay, here's one from Oakley Rivers. Here's Oakley a, Rivers, here's by some the positivity way. for you, lads. What a man. Last five games in form, we're 13th in the table. Hello. Europa League doesn't look so far away. Villa are bottom of the table. Aston Villa are in a sorry state, by the way, yeah. and I am very surprised. And and I and I'll get myself in trouble here because it's already being quote tweeted a lot. But that's just how I felt at the time. I genuinely believed at the start of the season that Aston Villa had assembled a side that could actually challenge for a, a European place. Well, they might still do. One of the best goalkeepers in the. Maybe they might do. No, God, it's gone now. But. Farker's going to go then, turn Buendia into the star we <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Possible. That's a hell of a story, by the way. Yeah. That'll never I love the tweet that said, Emmy Buendia moving club has got two managers sat. <laughs> yeah, it's and true. And it's so it? true. Sorry to um, credit on that. Did we answer that question? <laughs> what was the question again? I'm not sure we answered I know, it was the fact that we're 13th in the form table. Yeah, happy days. Love a bit of that. Um, do, 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 do. See, but I actually feel a bit confident. I actually think we could drag some teams into it now. Brentford, loads of injuries. Now four games without a win. Yeah. Leeds, it's looking unconvincing at the moment. Newcastle. Aston Villa, dropping like a, dropping like a a fly. A fly. Newcastle, oh. trouble, trouble on the horizon for the Saudis. Uh, by the way, football is so fickle. We are so um, fickle. Watford, we... losing games. May May I could Liverpool. Losing games, I'm thinking <laughs> Europa or Champions League. But mate, look at these fixtures that we've got coming up now. Yeah, that new manager bounce momentum, and then we go into a big game. Bosh, landmark win. Yeah, we're well in the room. Oh wait, we're now seventh. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh god. Um, let's not go there. Go on, George Edwards. Name of the week. That is that's that is that is such a solid name. Yeah? Yeah. Let's see the profile picture, please. You're going to like that as well. Oh, here he is. Georgie he, boy. He's the kind of guy that's... Oh, yeah. He's the kind of guy that I respect. One that is one that is one with nature. He's clearly at the beach yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. A Norfolk coastline, I sincerely I don't know. Hope. It looks a bit hilly for Norfolk. Okay, fair enough. It looks like the back of a sand dune to me. Anyway, he looks like a top boy. Yeah. George Edwards. What's he going for? How many Norwegians does it take for, for the greatest of escapes? <laughs> Sounds like the start of a really Imagine. bad joke. Knutsen at, at the <clears> helm. <throat> Matthias Norman captain. Alex Tete. Bring him back. Could happen. The dreams are I there. love Norwegians. And I want them running the football club. Have you ever met an unsuccessful Norwegian? Because I haven't. No. I, mate, I don't disagree. Yeah. They seem like really solid individuals. Yeah. Like the Finns. Let's and see what Swedes. happens. Benjamin. Yep. Would love to see fans of the season, Chris and Jack Reeve, given a go, at least till the end of the season. <laughs> what would be your ideas oh. to achieve a successful season? Yeah. Well, and So did you see... So we're going at... What were the, the Cowley brothers? We're the Cowley brothers. Yeah, I think so. Who does what? Well, I feel... I, I mean, I'm, I'm the passion merchant. Let's, <laughs> let's be frank. You're, you're the kind of guy that, that get... You're, you're in the suit. Okay. I, I think I'm the Chrissy Domagala here and, you, and, and you're the Yeah, Danny you've got Farker. the biceps. You need a few tattoos, but we can Absolutely. work on that. I could just see you being quite composed, in a suit, controlling things, thinking about tactics, and I'm just I'm just going hell for leather in the changing room. Nice. I'm getting people up by the scruff of the neck. Oh, wow. I'm kicking over the trolley at half-time. 
I'm really fired at firing them up. Okay. A tracksuit, hundred percent tracksuit wearing. Really. Just, just playing Ness and Dorma before the start of every game. <laughs> Zombie Nation at full time when we win. Mate, mate, you laugh. I think that could get those boys going. And, and Farker had his wave. What would be your fan kind of <sighs> to get them going? A de- at, de- at the definitely about just a big, big badge pant. You know yeah. what I mean? A huge badge pant. And by the way. It wouldn't be the Barclay straight to the snake pit. Wow! I'd be up to the snake pit and I'd given it the given it the full on pan, and then up to the river end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, away. No, away fans. Give them some as well. Oh, I'd give some. Oh, of course, I'd like give Chrissy them some. Wilder. Though. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. I loved about him. Yeah, celebrated with his fans yeah. and gave the home fans yeah. some. I reckon I could motivate those players. And I'm well up for it. I mean, maybe put us in the odds. What about if Matthias Norman comes up to you and goes, Gaffer, I don't know what you're doing here. What's your response then? Because he scares you. I'm, I'm saying, Matthias, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you got to laugh. Um, there was a picture we put up on the Talk Norris City <laughs> social media account, if you've not seen it already, of, um, <laughs> of uh, me and Jack on the touchline with uh, Dealer and Michael. Go and check it out. Mm. I reckon we might be odds on. Yeah. I've had a tenner on us. Um, okay, let's talk about the upcoming manager. Because By the way, a... we reek of League One managers. We reek. I, I that's, couldn't... that's generous. No, nah, yeah, well, at best. Yeah. At absolute best. Next. Okay, this is a good one. Um, what is your joint lineup and formation if these three were co managers? Neil Warnock, Big Sam, Chris Hewton. <laughs> In triple charge. All, all 11 on the goal line. <laughs> and, all 11 on the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Easy answer. Mm. That's, that is like a really bad dream, that, isn't it, by the way? There was, really bad dream. Uh, the first call on to Canary Call was, let's get a big sound. I do, <laughs> I do wonder whether we're going to try and we might change tact and go for something short-term and shit Yeah, I was wondering about Just that. to stay in the Premier League. Or maybe someone that's got Premier League experience just to almost... So who are your options then? Steve Bruce? Lampard. Chelsea manager, of course. That doesn't feel kind of short-term though because he hasn't... He's not like a... He'd give you the new manager bounce though. Yeah, but and you he get loves, that with anyone. And he loves giving it to the fans as well. And I love See, that. When you say short term, I'm thinking like a Bruce or okay. uh, a, a Hodgson. Just let's, go like... through, let's go through. Let's go through. We'll go back to the Twitter question. Okay. Let, let's go. Let's go through some of the candidates, Jack. I have I have got them up on my phone. Although I must say that there have been at least 55 named already. I guess we should start with with the with the most talked about and arguably the favourite, which is Knutson. Okay. I thought you were going to go elsewhere. but How yeah, are you Knutson. feeling about that? Well, before about three weeks ago, I'd never heard of him. And then I yeah. did... I actually watched... That shows how bored I was. Their game against Roma in okay. the Europa League. Well, it half, half, and it was 6-1. And, get... I, and I looked at them and thought, wow. They gave them a scene too. Yeah, they did. They... I think it was Mourinho's biggest ever defeat they, in Europe. They bent Roma over yeah. and they gave it to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I looked at them and thought, hello. bit hipster. Nutsen yeah, on the that's so line. us. Oh. And I thought, so yeah, I might, might load them up on Football Manager 2022 you know and see I like if I can do a job. And what I like about Nutsen as well, he doesn't look stylish, and I like that. He's tracksuit, I think. Yeah, good. Good. About yeah. time. Yeah, I want tracksuit. So he's suit. done brilliant work in, in Norway. The worry for him would be no Premier League experience, yeah. massive step up. He just feels like a Weber appointment to me. Yeah, I think he's the most predictable, isn't he? But and I'm not opposed to it, by the way. Well, for Weber, it is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. therefore, he's the most predictable. Uh, let's go to Frank Lampard. Yeah. So this is not, a really interesting you're a, one. You're not a fan of Frank Lampard, but I think. Well, I'm not a fan of what he's done so far. Okay. Well, I know there was the whole Frank Lampard derby thing, right? But I think he learned a lot there, and he developed some really good players for them. He really did give them a good opportunity. I know he fell at the final hurdle. Mm. He then... You've got to be of a decent calibre to be just given the Chelsea job. Like, come on. Like, you can't just walk into the... Even as a legend. No. Because they are the real deal, Chelsea. But it, it, I think it is also apparent how far behind he is of Thomas Tuchel. Like, Tuchel's taken them to another level. 
Oh, yes, sorry. I thought you were going Thomas Frank now. I'm all over the show. <laughs> um, sorry, the brain's not. <laughs> no, but what... It's, it's the lack of Lakers. What I would say about Lampard is... If he comes in, I, I'd be happy. Mate. It, it just feels a bit obvious. Let me sell it Let me sell it to you. Okay, go on then. Okay. Go on then. And by the way, I'm not... <laughs> I actually don't have a blue clue, but I'm selling it to myself. Okay, go on. Okay, really good with young players. Yeah. Which Daniel Farker was... Yeah. So we wouldn't lose that element of the philosophy that Farker has helped to develop. Yeah. That's important, and that's part of the Norwich City model moving forwards to 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 give youngsters an opportunity to to develop them and create assets to sell to bigger clubs. So we've got a chance because in football these days, we the gap's ridiculous. Um, Frank Lampard's very intelligent. He holds himself very well. Yeah. He's not going to be making any press conference gaffes. He's really honest, really honest. I wouldn't be opposed to Frank Lampard. I know people around. Let us know in the comments what you're feeling well, about I think, Frank Lampard. I think the main selling point of Frank Lampard is his contacts book will be exceptional. That's the other thing. He's got um, Lamps has got pull. I don't. And, I, and from a from an off the pitch sense, Lampard puts Norwich City on a world mud worldwide map. None of these players have got players. None of these managers mentioned here have got the the player pull like Frank Lampard none of them well I think you look at Mark Robbins and Russell Martin too early for both of them I'd say I would agree Lucien Favre seems out of touch Um, I don't know who Enrico I think he might be a. I think I don't think that's happening I've got a funny I think that might be an outside shout mate really under the radar rumbling away no one's denying it He's quite old, though. I think he's, like, near touching 70, nearing 70. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe we need a bit of that. Steve Bruce? Brucey, former club player, of course. You're getting passion out of Brucey. You are getting passion, but he's tired. (laughs) Bruce is tired. (laughs) No, 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 but I mean this respectfully. If if Bruce became the Norwich manager before Newcastle, if that makes sense, yeah. yeah, I'll have a bit of that with my slice of toast in the morning. But I just think he's knackered. Right. The man needs, needs a break. He's been absolutely... The treatment of Bruce at Newcastle, I, I, I don't... He needs a break. I yeah. wouldn't bring Steve Bruce in. I think Hodgson would, would reek. Of, I thought Hodgson had retired. I think Hodgson reeks of of a of, of very, very short term. Yeah, okay. And that might not be the worst thing. But... A man with... I, I think it's between Knutson and Lampard. Yeah, I do too. And, by the way, this is... and People will... Sorry, I need to keep telling this myself. People will criticise me anyway. I have been told that Lampard... This is genuine now, by the way. This isn't a Morrison's car park job. I have been told that Frank Lampard was spotted at Royal Norwich Golf Club Well, maybe he just went around the golf, Chris. So that's Sunday, because obviously we're recording on a Monday. Anyway, so those are the candidates. Here's another one. On. That isn't on that list. Dean Smith's up for grabs. I I just okay. Dean Smith, passion, yes, got that. Does I've, a brilliant job in the championship. Does he need a break after being sacked by his club? Like, yeah, it is his club. Okay. And, and I and I and I like Dean Smith. I think I'd be happy with it. I'm not sure it's the right thing. And I also think it's very mainstream media outlet led. And I. I might be wrong here. I wouldn't be opposed to it if it happened. I just can't see it. Well, here's the other one. Sky Sports reporting Ralph, Ralph Hasenhutl. That's that's madness. Yeah, that does. With the amount of me. money that Southampton have got, he'll be on a great contract. Well, it's nice for him to want to progress and try and go to a bigger <laughs> I saw club. saw your tweet about that, you naughty boy. <laughs> um, yeah, the, no, that's The problem is there's no Southampton fans to nibble. But by the way, <laughs> I've never met a Southampton fan. We struggled to get a fan on for the opposition preview. There's two clubs, one in the Championship and one in the Premier League, that it's impossible to find an opposition fan. Go Bournemouth, yeah. Southampton, yeah. don't exist. Very challenging. Don't exist. Go on, keep going on those Twitter questions anyway. But anyway, on a serious note, do let us know in the comment section who Out you of think the two, will be manager. Gut feeling, as we record at quarter to seven on Monday, Knutson or Lampard? What is in what I think the club will do yes. or what I want? Club. Club, Knutson, want Lampard. I just. I'm, I'm going fall- the other way around. I'm falling for the passion. 
I'm going the other way but, around. But before people twist this up, if Knutson comes in, I'm feeling it, and I'm and I'm all in, yeah. and I'm going to back the new gaffer to the hill as I well. I like the I like the, the the thought of a Norwegian identity, <laughs> like like we had with the Germans. The Germans he'd, are gone. He'd get them all like jumping in training, wouldn't he? Like like a Norwegian salmon. Like right, yeah. right lads, time for the salmon. Yeah. Mm. No. And, like by it. the way, maybe Kenny McLean would then start getting into the. You know, maybe he would stay in the team. Because he, he jumps he, like a salmon. Yeah, he leaps like a salmon. We've seen that against Man City at home once. Next. Go on. Zach. There's always a man like Zach that just wants to plan ahead. Big Far Zach. too organised. Let's see Zach. Zachary Quinton Lewis. <laughs> name, name of the week. Of the week. 100% Quinton name of the week. Lewis. Quinton Lewis. What a boy. God. And by the way, we're not taking the mickey. That is a solid name. Do you know what? That's, now, that absolutely reeks of investment banker. Yes. He's going to be an investment yes. banker. Oh, who's your lawyer? Oh, it's Zachary Quinton Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah definitely. Oh, who, do you, who do you do your private pension yeah. with? Oh, um, Zachary Quinton Lewis. The, it's the kind of name where if you see it on the bottom of, of, of a letter, you're worried that you've got the letter. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, big Zach. Jack and Chris. What do you think Norwich City's um, plan should be in the January transfer window? By the way, that all of a Let's sudden... Let's just get a manager first, Zach. No, no, no. All of a sudden, that gets interesting. Does it? Yeah. It goes from, we ain't got a hope in hell of signing anyone right. because we're, we're playing like shite <laughs> and we keep getting players chopping and changed and we've got players out of favour. And I'll finish there. Yeah. Um, to, all of a sudden, Norwich have got a bit of momentum by then. What, one win? Oh, by then. By then. Right, okay. Come on, don't twist me up. How many wins by January? I don't know. Six? Let, I don't know. I've not had a Lakens to tell you a number. Um, but I'm up for the January transfer window, you know. I think we could do We need a, a striker. Work. Well, they wanted a striker in the summer window and they didn't get it. And apparently that's why we ended up um, getting Josh. That's not disrespectful. That's just, again, what I've been told by my contact who's in touch with the agents. Next. So just... What you, you didn't really answer. Oh, that did I not? I'm sorry. What do January you... transfer? Who do I want? Yeah. I, th- I do. I a do... striker and I think I think that's it. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a centre back. I think got it, quite a few. Already. I genuinely. I, I believe in this group of players. Get Nutsen in. Give him 25 million, and and get a 25 million pound striker. Do you know what I want? I want us to to just Harlan's Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit of interest there. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Why yeah, the hell not? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I do want us to do in January transfer window? Get Norman's contract, <laughs> existing contract, and tear it up and say, have your money. What do you want? Name your price. Give give them whatever they want and just say, Norman, you're ours forever. Right. And get that permanent feeling about him mm. now. Don't wait until the summer. James. Go on. Norwegian fjords or North Sea? <laughs> Definitely the fjords, especially if if you're you're looking out from Great Yarmouth onto the North Sea. Water shit. <laughs> fjords uh, are stunning, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Maybe we'll have a partnership there, like Tampa time. Maybe oh. the Norwegian fjords. And that's something that I can get behind, actually. Tampa time. What could it be? It could be... Uh... Stavanger, uh, Mate, Oslo. You, I don't think you're going to get there here. Oslo or osmosis. Okay. Jules asks, Hi Jack, why are you not keen on Lampard? I'm just not convinced with you're his time at Derby. Yeah. I wasn't... He had Wilson and Mount. And he, could this uh, be the club that gave yeah, him that chance? Derby and, and, and Chelsea could quite easily have been his 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 grounding. His, his warming His up. learnings. Yeah. You know, we've used Derby and we've gone, just take yeah. care of our boy... Yeah, Frank, yeah. and we'll have him in a couple of years. Yeah, Dar- Frank Lampard's Norwich City. I, do you know what? I could stick that in your soccer button, smoke it. <laughs> there it is the quote. <laughs> Fucking no context TNC all <laughs> over that, by the way. Um, do you know what? I, I just, do you know what I'm picturing with Lampard? I just cannot get it out of my head. Lampard, I just, just can't get you out of my head. Frank Lampard's taking us to the Europa League. <laughs> Lampard going up to the Barclay after the game he doesn't do the away he goes for the yeah he goes for the under the under punch but not one of these Luke Chambers ones the under punch and he's and he is going all in yeah and And he he almost he follows through on a fan 
but you take the fan takes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they get fired up yeah. by it. Like they get punched, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and then he hits him back. Yeah, and he, and that fires him up yeah. more. And then he starts a chant. Yeah, he starts an on the ball city. with blood dripping <laughs> onto his Norwich City crest. I could just, I just, I just love Lampard's passion for the game. <laughs> Um, we're going to end it there um, yeah we probably should because we're about to get ourselves in uh, trouble probably, probably by the time we release this there's going to be a, there's and, gonna be a and then we're a complete laughing stock again okay if we're, if we're ending it here Jack I'd, it feels I'd, good to smile yeah I have gone from a place of sadness <laughs> and now I've done this podcast I'm actually feeling overwhelmingly excited about our future all it takes is a scrappy win against Sad relegation happens. threatened Brentford for us to feel <laughs> giddy yeah, absolutely. And I and I do want to end on a serious note, Jack, and, and a lot of people have seen um a lot of people have seen the 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 unfair criticism that we had on social media because obviously we're the only um Norwich City outlet, if you will, that said very clearly that we thought Daniel Farker's time um should be up. We got a lot of stick from people that definitely wanted Farker to stay. I really want to emphasise the fact that um, I understand that emotions were high. I also, um, I also understand why people felt like that, given that we'd we'd been very solid with our opinion. Yeah, but, I think some people thought we were coming across slightly. But I did it from a. I, I said it from a place of I don't want this to get toxic. I said it so many times, and I know I don't need to defend myself, but I said it so many times. I don't want this to become worthy out. I don't want, you know, I want to give ourselves a chance. He's achieved so much. I'm so grateful for everything. I've, I've done it a million and one times, but I don't want to give attention maybe to the people that gave us hate, Jack. I actually just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's watching now and everyone for their support. After I, I had a chat with you, didn't I? And, and I was like, Jack, this is how I'm feeling. I want to put something out on Twitter. And you're like, oh, I don't know, Chris. And I'm just like, but I just, I want to be honest with people so they know how it feels to run a fan channel because sometimes it can be pretty dark but the only reason why i got up off the canvas this weekend was you guys yeah was everyone an watching. outpouring of love wasn't exactly there? and like so many dms and stuff and yeah i just want to say that the support is appreciated and i know that there's lots of people that watch this that don't tweet us and sometimes it's easy to look at the the hate but i know that the support and is i think stronger. equally a, a, a lot of the you know disagreement with us came from a place probably of just love for Daniel and they were frustrated that yeah. they felt we were kind of disregarding the good he'd done we weren't yes it's correct. just it's difficult to convey um but we're never going to sit on the fence no. Pe- you, people you, you need to know this we're never going to sit on the fence as we've said in the last podcast we ain't going to be getting a Christmas card from the club this season but it would be disingenuous for us to just sit there sit on the fence school twitter tap-ins and just pretend everything's hunky-dory because it wasn't hunky-dory no but it is now but thank you for your support that's the point of that that speech thank you for your support because i know a lot of people watch it and they don't say anything they just enjoy the content and i and i'm you know i really do mean that it was very touching so thank you look looking forward to southampton coming up buzzing for it loads of content we'll have a new manager in charge really interesting match day experience coming up by the way against southampton something a bit different again yeah Who knows what it is. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you all again very soon. On the Ball City. Bye-bye.